Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is well-known throughout the pro wrestling community. He has held numerous singles and tag team titles, best known for his time in WCW and WWC tag teaming with Ricky Santana as Los Specialistas. Is that how you say it? Well, we, we wrestled as in WCW as El Specialistia. Then we went okay. on to become the Barrio Brothers. Okay. Uh, Ricky, one of the best partners I've ever had in the business. All right. We, did, we teamed up in the World Wrestling Council. Yeah. A lot of great matches all over the world together. Yeah. And I want to welcome in Mr. Fidel Sierra and his manager slash wife, <laughs> Fantasy. Thanks, guys, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate yeah. it. We're excited to be here. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I I do remember you guys and 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 the wrestling and uh, when you guys were teaming with Ricky and all that. Even under the mask, I mean, what yeah. was great is you guys had such the similar builds that it was hard to tell. Yeah, and that was the point of it, I guess, with the mask that. And we could actually do switch like twins could do switch. Yeah, and you wouldn't know the difference. So, yeah, it's great to have you on. Thank you. I would like to start if we could, Fidel. Growing up, you're from Florida. Yes, sir. Uh, let's talk a little bit about if we could growing up in Florida. Uh, your your parents and everything, what they've done, and 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 your schooling, if we could. What with my well, I uh, grew up in a place West Tampa, Florida. And uh, uh, my parents, you know, were my mom from Cuba, my father from Spain. And, you know, uh, we were, it was great, you know, that what a, they brought me up the best they could. The only thing at the age of uh, 12, you couldn't get me away from watching wrestling. And I knew that that's what I was going to do when I grew up. And I had, I had challenges. During that time where uh, one time a coach told me I was never going to amount to nothing. And uh, 
And I said, no, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Now you're not going to amount to nothing. What a thing to tell us. Junior high school student, right? And uh, my first year in wrestling, I forget how much I made, but I went back and I went to that school and he was still there. I said, I made over $65,000 last year. How much did you make? And I'm a pro (laughs) wrestler. Just said I would never be. Wow. Wow. I read... And I need to know if you were trained under Hiro Matsuda. Yes, sir. Before Hiro, yes, there was a they would call it outlaw wrestling. Okay, that an independent like there is these days. It was called outlaw wrestling. So I would rest on Friday night, fifty miles from my house, for twenty twenty five bucks. I was learning the business. I was like a natural. I just. Uh, trained with some judo people and, and all. I got there, had my first match with a guy named uh, uh, Donnie York Sr. And while the people were like right so behind me, like I was an instant baby face, and I was like, oh, 300 <laughs> people, uh, standing room o- only at a fire station in Withlacoochee, Florida. And uh, and I got paid 20 bucks. I was like, well, I got tw- paid 20 bucks to wrestle eight minutes or 10 minutes. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> the, but I've heard some horror stories about training under Hero, uh, <laughs> the, the conditions. Can you kind of describe your okay, training, so, if you would? Okay. So then for, after all that outlaw wrestling, then uh-huh. I went to the Sportatorium, uh, Hero was teaching me to go to getting me ready for a tour of Japan. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was there when he was training people like Ron Simmons, God oh. bless the late Ed DeBogadner. Uh, you know, he already had trained people like Brian Blair. He put them through a lot harder stuff than he put me through. Mm-hmm. But he still would, you know, he would stretch me a little bit and just t- try to teach me the right way. And he said, this is how the style you're going to have to work when you go to Japan. If not, I can't ever send you back because they ain't gonna like you. And, and I was lucky I might, you know, he, you know, he trained me, and and then I ended up going to Japan later on. So Japan, I've heard a lot of good things about Japan. I've never heard a bad story about wrestlers that went over to Japan, as far as payouts, as far as the uh, the atmosphere. Uh, was that a similar experience you had? Did you have well, that? My first tour was a five-week tour, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. But I was so lucky because I, I'm, I'm, I had the training, and before that I had gone to Dallas and all that, but we'll talk a little bit about that. But I was so lucky that I got to – I got to L.A. to go to fly from L.A. straight to Japan – and there was Vic Murdoch, God bless his soul, and the mass superstar. And Dick Murdoch was right away ribbing me. You know, he said, you ain't going to last two weeks in Japan. You're going to pay for yourself to fly back home. And mass <laughs> superstar would say, don't pay attention to him. He's just trying to rib you already. But uh, I was lucky I got there. And it was the first match. I was was me and Andre the Giant, God bless us, so against Antonio Noki and uh, uh, 
a guy named Sakaguchi or whatever. And I was wow. like, oh, I'm teaming with Andre. But Andre, you know, he liked me. If Andre yeah. didn't like you, you're in trouble. He, you know, and I would say, hey, boss, what do you need? You just go in there, do your thing. And when I say tag me, you tag me. You know, yeah. and that's how it went. You know, it's, it's somewhere on YouTube if you looked it up. But it was okay. like great, man. And and I I I was so lucky to be on a five week tour. Yeah. And wow. You know, and then I ended up. The thing about Japan is, like, we were there. We were a team against me and Andre against Anoki. Then I wrestled Anoki by myself. Then uh, uh, me and somebody else, some uh, some far far away teamed against Andre and somebody and, and you know so I wrestled against Andre so it was like what a uh, uh, learning experience yeah wow it, it kicked to all that was after my five-week tour I got mm -hmm. back and Hiro Matsuda said you're going back to Japan in two weeks because I forget oh, the wow. names that he trained and they were going for the first time. I think one of them was uh, one of the Art Armstrongs, okay. Scott Armstrong, and and his partner at that time. And we literally, literally had to go there, make sure that you know, he said, just make sure they don't get in trouble and all. Uh, and I said, okay, you need to be worried about me. If you'd have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure they're out of the Yeah, and so, yeah, I'm in charge not to get them. And meanwhile, my first tour there, Andre introduces me to this drink they made. It is called the Black Machine. And it was, a, it, what it was, was a cup, this a big cup. Yeah. Tall cup full of uh, rum with a little splash of Coke. And they gave oh. me a color. So I drank the first one because I liked rum. I said, that wasn't that bad. I got to the third one. <laughs> I literally had to run out of there. What was you want to call it? Run a stagger out of there. In the Keogh Plaza, as soon as I walked out of that uh, bar, I mean, the throw up just flew 20 feet in the air. Exorcist. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, exorcist. She just hit it, and then you know, and then they had to, they ended up having to take me in a luggage cart to my room. Dick Murdoch, superstar, Andre laughing the whole time, and uh, they dropped me off right by him next to my toilet. So in case I had to throw up, I had a place. And I woke up in the morning and I was so hungover. Here's Dick Murdoch beating on the door. And I opened the door and I'm like, he goes, hey, baby, we're going to the gym and get a sun out of sweat that stuff out of you and all that. And I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. What a <laughs> but I ended up going to the sun and all that. But it was. <laughs> wow. But that was That's great. Pretty... Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So you get back to the States. I see you did a lot of time in, uh, in Portland. Florida. Yes, Where was your main, I guess, hub when you first started out besides okay. Japan? Where did you get a lot of your experience? Okay, so in 1978, Rocky Johnson, God bless us so, Adamavia Johnson, mm -hmm. and the late King Curtis, they sent me to the Von Erichs. Gary Hart was the booker. Sent me to the Von mm -hmm. Erichs. Great time. 
I got to wrestle for the Von Erics on Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or whatever. And then Wednesday or Tuesday, I'd be right back. I'd be for Joe Blanchard in the San Antonio area. Friday, I'd be for Paul Bosch. Then I'd be right back for the Von Erics. Okay. So, and so then I wrote a lot of Bronco Lubitsch, and that led me to be then sent on to Mid-Atlantic, which okay. I love up there too. But I would say my most favorite place was Portland because yeah. I got to wrestle there under three different characters. Held, I'm the only three different character guy that held every belt there was in the Northwest. And oh, Don, wow. Yeah, and Don Owens uh, was so good to me. And to the God, because he was such a great promoter, good payoff man. Were you a tag team champion without a tag team partner? Yeah, at one point she hit the door. <laughs> oh, one time. She's being smart, ass, but it's yeah. Trip. At one point, I had all the belts <laughs> and the tag belt with no tag partner. Well, how'd you do that? I got. I got to ask. How did you do that? My tag partner somehow something went wrong and left. So instead of they just and then. You know, but then later on, me and Ricky went on to hold those tag belts. Uh, but before yeah. that, I was part of Buddy Rose's army. Me, okay, Rip the Crippler Oliver, and Playboy Buddy Rose was the leader. Then yeah. later on, I came back as the assassin and um, team with a mask, even though there was Jody, who was the original assassin. Yeah. And then it became Rip Oliver's clan because Buddy Rose had left to New York. So it was me, Rip Oliver, and Dynamite Kid, and we were feuding with Kurt Henning. God bless us. Kurt Henning's first sellout was against me as the oh uh, wow destroyer. As, no, as the assassin. Jay Youngblood's first sellout was against me as a destroyer. Wow. Well, they're learning new stuff here all the time. That's that's. I didn't know that. See, that's. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of fans don't know that. And that's then they me, and then I've. Then the, I left to Japan another one of those times and lost a loser, leave town as the assassin, came back as the movie Top Gun had just come out. So I came back ah. with the music. Da, 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 da. Yeah. People ate it up. I mean, I killed it on Polaroid pictures. I feuded with <laughs> Buddy Rose, Rip Oliver. It was unreal. And so wow. a lot of great memories in, in Oregon. Yeah. You know, I saw a lot. You won a lot of tag team titles with with Rip Oliver. Yes, sir. Uh, up there in, in Portland, uh, yes, what sir. was it like working with 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 Rip? I mean, that was one of your main guys besides Ricky. What was that like Rip, you, working with Rip and Ricky? Are right there head to head as the best tag team partners I've ever had in this pro okay. wrestling business. And yeah. man, me and Rip were like. It's like me and Ricky. We both knew what each other was thinking. He tagged me, whatever. We it was like a well-oiled machine. The way we would yeah. uh, team up and do our stuff in the ring, and, wow. and you know, then later on with Ricky, it was the same way. I, yeah. I couldn't ask for no better tag team partners than I had back then. And then when yeah. Dynamite Kid Kid came in, and he was yeah, he Dynamite Kid and ripped the Cripper Oliver. And it was Oliver's clan, and we were battling Kurt Henning, Playboy Buddy Rose, who had turned baby face. Oh my gosh, the territory was on fire. 
Yeah, I I noticed you were a lot in Portland, Florida, uh, Puerto Rico. What was your experience like in Puerto Rico at the WWC, World Wrestling Council? Uh, great. Yeah. First time there, 1985. Great matches. Uh, first match, the first time there on TV, me and this, I can't think of Mongo or something. Uh, a guy had like the ponytail, like uh, the missing link. And we okay. team, we beat up Jumping uh, Ch- Joseph Odie and, uh, and Al Perez. Yeah. And okay. Beat, beat them with uh, their radio, and then uh, they come out. They would come out like the rock and roll children with their and we got them both. <laughs> they were both bleeding. We stomped the radio yeah. instantly. I I tell you, I never got to work in um, you know Portland. I just heard a mm. lot of stories, and I wish I would have had the opportunity. But I. Yeah him in 92 and it was you know my first time managing him was at the world famous sportatorium in tampa okay yeah um then we went to puerto rico i had one of the you know few opportunities to to um, work there and um you know accompany accompany him to the ring but i tell you there is nowhere not nobody like the puerto rican wrestling fans they are very um to be nice enthusiastic about wrestling they take it very serious and they're very proud of their they're some of the most awesome wrestling fans unless you're a heel and then better watch out because oof, it was rough it was scary but fun yeah well let's bring you in here a little bit fantasy uh how did you start out? I mean, did you just meet Fidel and then decided, hey, I want to work with you? Or were you a female wrestler? Or no, how did this come I, all about? I never really wrestled a lot. I was in the ring with a few, um, you know, females, but mm-hmm. never really formally trained. And I grew up in Europe. Okay. And, you know, unlike Fidel here, who knew he wanted to be a wrestler and loved it. I didn't really know much about it, didn't care for it. I had other things going on until yeah. I came, moved to Houston, Texas. And my dad was a big wrestling fan, God bless his soul. And he took me to one of the live matches at the Houston Coliseum where Paul Bosch was Paul running. Bosch, yeah. And just that atmosphere, the, uh, you know, how athletic these guys were the show mm-hmm. they put on, I was instantly fascinated. I knew I wanted to be part of it. Um, I met a few people. I ended up uh, meeting Fidel. Um, then we kind of went our separate ways for a short while. Then we reconnected. Uh, we became really good friends. Um, and the rest is history. I started, you know, I, I started... Uh, managing him and I tell you it, it for me it was such an amazing experience uh, to yeah. be able to come out of my shell the growth yeah. the because I'm not a out I was not an outgoing person I was not a vicious person or a heel personality 
Yeah. And, you know, the first time he takes me out there, I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? You know, and then we have like a, um, a TV show we had to do. And he goes, don't worry, you're just going to sit there. And, you know, I do all the talking. And then, God bless, it was Shannon Rose's TV. And he's gone, too. It's so sad. He hands yeah. me a list of, you know, 20 potential questions. And I'm like, what do you mean I have to talk? You know, oh, it, I was so nervous and scared. I thought I was just going to stare like a deer in the headlight into the TV. And when he asked me something, I wouldn't be able to put two words together. But I muddled through. I overcame my um, challenges. And yeah. you know, with for, the for, guidance of, of Fidel and Ricky and a lot of other talent, I, you know. But her first time in Puerto Rico, she experienced a riot. <laughs> yeah. But first time we, yeah, that was, so, yeah, that was my initiation into. That was your initiation, right? Wow. Well, it's great. Yeah, sounds like it was. It's been a. Fidel, I want to talk to you a little bit about your teaming with Ricky. You know, I had an interview with him a few weeks back. Yes. Speaks very, very highly of you and your time together. You guys were a great tag team in in WCW both and 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 World Wrestling Council. Why? I, I guess my question is, you guys were a hot commodity in WCW. I thought, and a lot of people thought, but yeah. you never got, got the, the opportunity to exactly. get those belts. I, can I mean, why? Better. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, why was that? Was it a well misunderstanding I or? Okay. I can tell you, so me and Ricky were like a great tag team. We had this, all this potential. It was like any match, whoever we worked, we were like well-oiled machines. And we did uh, great tag matches. And um, it was all the politic parts, you know, like we were supposed to get signed and they weren't going to sign us. Uh, you know, then... Uh, I was told we we're going to get signed for sure. And it didn't happen. And then Ricky said, that's it, brother. I can't take it no more. I'm I'm going, you know, I, he goes, I'm going to Puerto Rico. I pulled over. I called Carlos Colon and went to Ricky and said, listen, Ricky, I'm going to put you on with Ricky. And he's talking to you. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, Ricky was back in Puerto Rico and we were, and I stayed in WCW. But we had that problem there where we should have got a contract and it didn't work out. At one point, yeah. her with us should have got a contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We promised it. Then at the end, a few days before we were supposed to sign, somebody stabbed us in the back politically and it didn't happen. And the yeah. same thing happened to me and Ricky in WWF at that time before it was WWE. Yeah. Is we went there. They loved us. Uh, they brought a different manager. That yeah. was their biggest. No, that mistake. was that was the second time. But, oh, okay. Well, yeah. so we went there, and uh, uh, Ricky didn't see eye to eye with somebody that he was with, and I don't know if he talked about it, so I don't want to bring it up if he didn't. Okay, that's no problem. Yeah. And so. That person walked by, acted like he didn't even know us, and Ricky, because they all know. He went and asked him what was the problem. Anyway, 
I knew that person had enough pull because the next thing, we won one tag match, we lost another one, and then uh, Vince said, we'll be in contact, whatever, and that never panned out. So when she's talking about the next time we went, okay. so the next time we went is me, Ricky, and Fonzie, Bill Alfonso, mm-hmm. was going to manage us. And I thought it was great. So Vince is so good. He, I mean, he, he like, hey, how you guys doing? Da, 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 da. He said, I can tell you right now, the worst thing you did is bring him with you. And we looked at Fonzie, and I don't know why, but it was, he didn't act like Fonzie. I, I don't know if that was an inside rib, but the bottom line is <laughs> to get hired. You know, wow. Because Fonzie was great. You know, we we all traveled up and down the road with Fonzie. He's one of the best yeah. managers was out there in ECW and, and best referee before that in the world. To me, yeah. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, you know, politics plays a, a big part um, in uh, in wrestling, and uh, if you're on the wrong side, it uh, unfortunately. Uh, I'll tell you one can hurt you. Yeah, another time, Eric Bischoff, this is separate from, it's just me, and she's there. Eric Bischoff says, go to go to Sting. He, he's going to tell you where he gets, get this outfit like this. You're going to be not, you're not going to be Mexican, but you're, it's going to be like you're a mix of a Latin, which, you know, and I said, no problem. And he said, and she will be managing you and all that, and I'm going to sign you a contract, all that. And I know it was Ole Anderson to put the knives in our back because Ole was there and Ole didn't care for me and I don't care. I don't care for him either. And uh, and so it never happened. And, and I know that that's why. Yeah, that was. And you know, Eric Bischoff never explained it like that. Yeah. And I'm the only guy that I can tell you right now in WCW. Had a feud with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Jimmy Hart was in charge of WCW Saturday night at 6.05. Yep. He had Duggan get that TV belt out of the garbage can. I beat Duggan. We worked an angle. I beat Duggan, but not for the title, to build up for the title. Yeah. Um, The ratings on that Saturday that they showed that was either – a 3-1 or a 3-2, and Nitro with Hogan and whoever did like a 3-8. They said... Too close for comfort. Yeah, quote, unquote, in the deal with Sierra and Duggan right now to Jimmy Hart. And he had to end it, and Jimmy probably wouldn't say that because Jimmy's such a great person, and yeah. you know, that he would never say that that's the way, but I know that's the way it went down. You know what, right. that- you would think that in a situation like that, they would take advantage of a certain, you know, angle, personality, whatever, draw and give it to the people. It's just everybody's going to make money. And, right. you know, when, like when ECW was big, we, they were in Tampa a few times. And the first time we've never been on ECW TV. We came yeah. out, they gave us music, we got to talk on the mic, and we had such a strong reaction from the fans yeah. that it was like, wow. 
And yeah. then the following time, um, we didn't get any music. We might have got a few minutes on the mic. Yeah, and, and then Paul, the third time, Paul Heyman put the break. Paul Heyman put like, the brakes of that. Why? Why? I mean, obviously, you've got something here, and yeah. you just, you know, it's because a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with if it wasn't the person in charge's idea, then it they didn't want it. They buried it, and you yeah. know, fortunately. So, but uh, yeah, on on that cheerful note, gentlemen, I <clears throat> have a conference call. So I'm going to leave you to chat. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, and thank you for coming on. And, yeah. and I've enjoyed our conversation. You've a lot, we'll lot of good insight. That. So I appreciate we'll it. Do, we'll do it again one of these you days. Bet. All right. Take <laughs> care. So, uh, so, you know, the, the crazy part about all that is like Hacksaw was so mad. I can yeah. remember we, we wrestled either Orlando or somewhere. And the people were so into the match. And, I mean, we we, we we hadn't even locked up. And they were USA, USA. And it was crazy. And we came back from the match. And I remember Doug and Slang slung the TV belt and it hit the wall. And Ric Flair said, what, what's what's going on? What happened? What went wrong? And I said, no, he just, he's tired of it the same way we are, that such a reaction and they ain't going nowhere with it. They're just, you know, yeah. third match and we should be, you know, they should have took advantage of it, did some angles yeah. out of it, but they didn't. Yeah. that It's, it's a, a lot of eat. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I've never been a part of it, but from what I've been learning since starting this podcast is that a lot of egos get in the way of, of doing business yeah. And however that turns out, sometimes it can turn out okay, and sometimes it doesn't, you know. And yeah. and it's unfortunate that, I mean, it's human nature, but it's really sad that you know you got a talent like yourself and and, and Ricky Santana when you guys were a tag team. Yes, sir. Should have been given that opportunity to carry to to wear those belts. Uh, I think you would have had a great run with them and had some great competition. Uh, and defending those belts and getting a lot of a uh, lot of heat. Knowledge out of it, yes, sir. And now uh, and, and money. I mean, yeah, money and money, yeah. And I mean, that's yeah. the diff That was the difference when we were wrestling for Don Owens, and mm -hmm. they were pushing me hard with the Top Gun character. Ric Flair came in. He was already going to wrestle, but he put he had me beat him in a non-title match. He came back a month later, defended the world title. We did an hour draw. We do great, great, great crowds. And but Don Owens, that was a different. Yeah, everybody looked at Portland as oh, Portland's just this little tiny. No, Portland had some of the best talent go through there ever. Yeah. Roddy Piper to the grappler yeah. to me and Ricky Santana to play by Buddy Rose to the late Rip the Crippler Oliver. They all went through there. Yeah. You know, Rick Martell, the sheep herders. Yeah. I mean, you can name the who's who of, of that era, and they all were in, were in that even territory. Rick, and even Rick Martell and uh, to so many people. Kurt Henning, they groomed them. I said, Kurt Henning, do you realize, brother, we were selling out. I said, Kurt, 
you realize you're just being groomed here for Vince? He would say, what do you mean? I said, watch. You just went to WWE. They sent you back here. But you're going to go back to WWE. And believe me, and that's how it happened. And they really, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, I, I heard a story where Kurt went to Portland. He was the AWA world champion. And he was doing uh, Don Owens a favor. He said, I'll I'll defend the title out there. To I don't remember who it was now. But yeah, it's a favor. And, and and so you know you can't do that nowadays. You can't just say no, I'm gonna do no. something there. And you Kurt have had to hurt neck. I, I don't know. You can't see the picture. I got it back there. Kurt had a hurt neck, so it had already had a title match. So the belt was held up. So I went in and represented Kurt. I I I basically wrestled the grappler, and the winner okay. would be. So I won the match to hold the AWA world title to hand it back to Kurt Henning. <laughs> Let me get the picture one second. I'm getting All right, here. yeah, yeah. Take your time. You bet. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. 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 And that's me. So, that's yeah. And so I I I ribbed Kurt because Kurt was a ribber. So I I said to Kurt. He comes in, and I'm supposed to hand him the belt. And I said, <laughs> Kurt, why should I hand you the belt right now? I could keep it right now, and then, you know, they're going to have to do something else. Because I don't know if he had thrown, pitched it to the – I forget who the commissioner was in AWA back then. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Blackburn, or I don't know. Blackburn, yeah, Stanley Blackburn. Yeah, so – and he wouldn't go for it because I said – let me – what an automatic angle. The belt was held up. Kurt couldn't because of his neck. I want it, and now I drop it back to him in Minnesota. Yeah. It would have been great, but they didn't see that. That, that was part was they weren't thinking money or they weren't – they just said, no, that, that just ain't going to fit here. You know, and I understand how that happens. Yeah. It's too bad. I think, like yourself – and Ricky Santana, there's some others out there I can think of that are really, to me, underappreciated for what what you've all right. have done. Yeah. You guys in this, you know, 80s and early 90s, you guys were the trailblazers for the the people that are in where they're at today, getting all this recognition and money and, and if it wasn't for the hard work and sweat of of yourself and and those yeah. trailblazers from the 80s yeah wrestling when we you know at one time if i if i remember there was 26 territories yeah if i'm right and you went you were in quite a few of them portland mid-atlantic yeah, I, I was in every territory except for bill watts's territory okay i, I did one show for him because they flew me in from dallas for a yeah. tv but I never got to work the territory, and I did a house show for them. Yeah. But, uh, but back then, you could hop around exactly, and 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 make money in other places. And you know, if it wasn't a fit for you, okay, I can go from you know Texas to uh, Portland or or Mid Atlantic, and, and and now you've got two yeah, choices yeah, really. No if you're in the big now. league. You go to WWE, and if you they don't like you, you go to AEW, and if they don't like you, well, 
You're yeah. going to go on the Indies. And, and I it, was it's, lucky. Me and yeah. Ricky were lucky that we got to wrestle Harlem Heat, the Nasty Boys. Uh, we wrestled Sting and Luger so many times. The Sting and Luger were mad that they had to wrestle us again. And we were like, <laughs> wait a minute. We're the ones putting you over. And we, <laughs> we would have 12 to 14 minute matches. And it was like, and I just, I said, me and Ricky looked at each other. Can you imagine they're complaining and we're the ones taking bumps crazy for them, making them look like a million dollars and they were making yeah. so much more money than us. Yeah. But yeah, we that's... had that and we had the great matches with nasty boys. And then here in Florida, we yeah. had so many great matches and feuds with the uh, sheep herders who went on to become the bushwhackers. Yeah, we were married to them in championship wrestling in Florida, and we were packing them in. But we had barbed wire matches, we had yeah. bunkhouse matches, we everywhere. And uh, I was, you know, I was very fortunate to team with Ricky, hold the Florida yeah. tag team belts. Mm-hmm. I got to be myself, beat Kendo Windham for the Florida title, you know, okay, yeah, southern heavyweight champion here. Uh, the experience and the uh, uh, knowledge that I got back then was unreal. Yeah. I can imagine. Hey, and I want to, you know, you're going to, you were recognized a few years back uh, by the Cauliflower Alley Club. Yes, sir. Uh, you won the men's, the men's award. What was that experience like for you being honored by your, by your peers? You know? yeah, honored by my peers, inducted by Ricky Santana. Yeah, and I inducted him a couple of years later, but yeah. that was so great because you know what, uh, you know that was our uh, WrestleMania uh, Hall of Fame moment, and we're mm-hmm. so and to be part of the CAC and all the great things they do for so many good people, and Brian yeah. Blair, the president, and all the people involved, it takes more than one person; it takes a whole group, and mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, it was such an honor, you know, and yeah, it really meant a lot. And and I tell you, who got inducted with me with the same award was Cahagas. Okay. Uh, Paul Anto, the Tokyo Monster Cahagas. Okay. That was great too, and he yeah. he he's a heck of a talent too. Who should be, you know, he has been champion but he should be somewhere right now AEW WWE he should have been there already years ago for WWE but yeah. it's all about you know what they see or don't see or who's for you who's yeah. not for you yeah. yeah I mean it's like you said politics you know it's it's uh and it's me- unfortunate but it's the nature of the beast you know and um all right so one more question Actually, I know you're heading to St. Louis. Talk about what's coming up for you here in the next couple of months. We got some events going on from what okay. I understand. Uh, on uh, March 18th, okay. Okay, Florida, uh, me and Fantasy are doing a meet and greet for okay. Florida Wrestling Empire. Okay. And it's going to be great. What a They got a packed card, you know, not with a lot of big star known talent, but it's going to be one heck of a show, and uh, we're, we're I'm so glad. And I requested an in-ring interview, and they're giving it to me. And 
we'll see what happens from there. But I, I really that's March 18th. But yeah. then now, uh, then you know that SI what's it SICW Herb yep, Simmons, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that is. I am so honored to get to be there and be part of that. Um, I want to thank Scott Wilder, who's bringing me in to the merchandise table to sell, you know, my stuff. And I believe, I don't know who else is with me at that table, but there's so many great people being honored there. You know, we talked about Darla earlier. She is a superstar, you know, and uh, uh, Barbara Goodish, what a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And now JJ's daughter is going to be a big part of CAC, but she's going to see her father inducted there in, in St. Yep. Louis, JJ Dillon and, and Jerry Briscoe. And, you know, I got history with the Briscoe brothers here in Florida, but that event is going to be so big. There's so many people mm-hmm. there. JV, yeah. oh, you were naming some earlier. There's yeah. so many, I couldn't tell you all of them. Yeah. Cool. There are, yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to be there myself just there as a go. spectator. I'm going to be there as a spectator. I bought my ticket back in January before they started announcing. They had some names out already, but that list has grown so yeah, and dramatically. I tell you is I met Herb Simmons at CAC. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. so professional. Yep. And I, I think he's doing one great job of putting this together. And yeah. Herb Simmons, thank you so much because yeah, you know, St. Louis wrestling yeah was so big. He's a, he's and, a great you know, guy. I've had the pleasure of meeting him outside of CAC. I've seen him a few times down here in Springfield for some wrestling events. Yeah. One more question, if I could. You know, we got these two big ones right now, WWE and or uh, AEW, excuse me. But I'm gonna be honest. I've been going to a lot of more indie shows here lately. Like we have some here in Springfield, Missouri, and I know they're around the ter- around the country. I'm going to be honest. I think they're better right now than those big ones because they don't do all that talking for 15, 20 minutes in the ring right. about um, what's your, what's your opinion on that? Well, there's so many good independent promotions here in Florida. Yeah. There's a, a handful of good mm-hmm. promotions and they're, there's a handful of bad ones. Yeah. I'm talking about guys making $15. And just, you know, and art is made of up. And so, you know, you're not going to get a good show there, but there's other independent shows here that are, that really are first class. Yeah. And I don't want to name them all because, you know, yeah. you I don't, leave one out, I don't yeah. want to leave one out. I heard them, but they, yeah. they really are. You know, yeah, um, yeah, no, I understand. I just, I, I feel but, like, you know, I've been to a couple here in Missouri. There's some great promotions around here, and every time I go to one, I'm so impressed with the professionalism of them. For one, yeah, the storytelling, how they, they don't talk for 15, 20 minutes in the ring. They go right. out and do their business. They might get on the mic for a minute and talk, and then they start beating people up. Yeah, here's whatever. The, here's my. People say to me, Fidel Sierra, Cuban assassin. And I want to thank, wait, before we, I want to thank the original Cuban assassin, Angel, for allowing me to have the name Cuban assassin. 
because we were supposed to go to Japan together. It didn't work out. He said, I'll never use that in Florida. Well, and I I took advantage of it. The only thing I put Fidel Sierra in front of it. So I just yeah. wanted to take that moment of thing. But you bet. Um, the deal with – there's great independent wrestling all over the world to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but then you go to uh, – I – watch people they say Fidel why do you watch WWE and why do you watch AEW some of it and and, and uh I said well it's I like to it's sort of my way of cheating the business change yeah. no matter whether I like it or not I mm-hmm. see and I'm not I'm not dogging AEW. I see way right. more crazier stuff going on in AEW. I say, oh my God, how many eight mans and six mans and this and that, and how many times is this one guy going to bleed every single match I see? And and then, but then I watch WWE, and I and I understand what you're saying, but in the last couple of months, they got some good little storylines going that. You have to yep. put a little bit of time into what you're saying, yep. where you put 10 to 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. and I look at it the same way. I look at the clock and I say, wow, that whole segment without no wrestling was 15 to 18 minutes. Yeah. Now they got to catch the people with the wrestling. So, and, yeah. you know, it's they're programmed that way, the WWE yeah. fans and the AEW fans. So I'm not trying to. Right. But, but when I hear them brag like uh aew people yeah. how they're much better they are than wwe and all that well i i look at the ratings vince yeah. is still the, got the best ratings even they're not they're not what we used to do back in our day right yeah but aew is like you know down here and vince is way up there but you know, I wish them all the best. You know why? Because the more places you got to go, yeah. I mean, more places like that, more of the stars they can make. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, look at New Japan Pro Wrestling, everywhere they go, you know. Hey, yeah. you look at the, I should don't know if I could say her name, Sasha Banks, the women champion yeah. now. She's, yeah. she's, uh, she's got to make, you know, a ton of money on merchandise alone. Yeah. And, you know, so, but when I get back, I think the independent groups that are doing it the right way, like you just said, where they have a little tiny bit of talking, but they're telling a story in their match. It's not all, uh, like I call it, uh, uh, who can do the most high spots in a match. It's uh, good wrestling. Then I appreciate that. And I, and I'm glad when I see that. Yeah. But when I yeah. see some of these companies do, and they like, it's a spot fest out there. I'm like, oh my god, isn't somebody back there telling them, hey, you can't do this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some of them are crazy, but I will say that I think, in my opinion, and the indies are really starting to make a push to come back. Yeah, and, they are. It's starting. To, people thought. Yeah, you know, just when everybody thought at one time, a certain big name wrestler said, "Are you going to see wrestling die completely?" Well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. 
And just now, to me, like you just said, the independent wrestling starting to get better, 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 better. Yeah. Companies here in yeah. Florida, all over. And I'm yeah. glad to see that. You know, yeah, um, me too. A big, another big person that helped me out a lot here was uh, in WCW and all over was uh, Kevin Sullivan, the Devil. Yes. And great guy, Andrew great Anderson, guy. that goes as the Purple Haze. What yep. a great he, you know, Kevin yes. Sullivan got one heck of a mind. One, yes, he does. Let me tell you, when WCW was beating WWE on ratings, yeah. it wasn't all Eric Bischoff. It was 90-something percent gotcha. Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Sullivan, again, uh, a guy that was, you know, well is well-known, no question. Uh, people know who he is. But I, I do feel like he is underappreciated as a wrestler and as a, a mind, a business wrestler, mind of the yes. business. And, and, and I've seen that way before. Yeah, I seen it way before WCW. I got the witness it here in Florida. Yeah. And, and he started the whole devil deal and, and all that. And people thought, oh, that's too much. And it got over. You know what I mean? You know, he. Yeah. I remember the late Blackjack Mulligan and Kevin was under the ring the whole till that match came on. They were in a cage match against Mark Lewin, uh, Purple Hayes, and uh, all of a sudden, the sold out Lakeland, Florida. All of a sudden, the board started jumping. The people went from cheering into the match <laughs> to complete silence. And, and the boards were jumping and all that, and then all of a sudden, you see a Jagger come through the ring and, and all oh. Kevin Sullivan. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. What was, a mind. Yeah, that, that was like, wow. The whole, you know what I mean? They started beating yeah. the heck out of, no, you know what? I think it was superstar Billy Graham that was wrestling and okay. uh, against Mark Lawrence. And then here yeah. comes Black Jack Mulligan to make the save. And, uh, he grabbed the cage door, which was gimmicked, and he just ripped the whole door off. Oh, wow. And, man, when he went in that ring, and it, the whole building exploded. And such yeah. great memories. And But, yeah, yeah, Sullivan, one of the best minds in the business, very uh, – should have got a lot more knowledge uh, or uh, acceptance for yeah. so much he did for WCW and a lot of places. Yeah world yeah no no question about it so mr fidel castro or castro fidel sierra excuse <laughs> me you're not the cuban leader i apologize the cuban assassin fidel sierra thank you so much for coming on tonight i thank really you very appreciate much. it listen if anybody wants anything i got stuff on ebay check that out on fidel sierra okay and, and you can find it and then and i am working on a book Oh, there you I don't go. I give away the name, but I I got it's going to be so many great. It's going to be a must buy book. Oh yeah, I can. And I know I'm going to have to get the work. insight when you before you. I got to get the pre order, so you got to hook me up yeah, with a pre order. Exactly. I'll buy it and everything, but I need a signed copy from you when it there comes you out. There you go. There you go. All right. All hey, right. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in in St. Louis. And and folks, if you're in that area, get a ticket. Because this is going to be a big event. I mean, there's probably yeah, like 40 must, people there I know. It's right a must-go must event. 
It's a yes. muscle event because yes, Bernal did yeah. himself and uh, all the yes. vendors. Like for me, Scott Wilder and all these vendors are yeah. breaking stars. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's May thirteenth. It's the day before Mother's Day. I know that's kind of a pickle for some people, but get there if you can. Get a ticket. Meet these guys. They're wonderful people. Fidel Sierra, thank you so much for coming on. I thank really appreciate you. it. From bumps and thumps. I love it. Yeah. Thank right. you. And it was a pleasure, and I hope to be back soon. And I'll oh, see you in St. Louis. You will indeed. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is the Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Ding, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month. 
and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <clears throat> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's... Uh, He's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing there. Bruno was a hell of a champion. Yeah. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Actor, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. The rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by 10 or or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 